0: Okay, we're talking about the mission of Jesus, and we last week we talked about the Old Testament and the mission of Jesus. He was the Father, an invisible, omnipresent spirit. Does everybody have your paper? Okay, Does anybody need another paper? What you need? Huh? I do have more. Yeah, I mean, you need. And these you can take home tonight, both of them the chart and the paper. Macy, you have your chart and paper from last lesson, too. Please take both of those home and put a file together. And you can refer to these someday when you're in Bible college and you're preaching. You don't ever know. So, the Father was an invisible, omnipresent spirit. Related to angels and men through a spirit image. The, Father pl- the Father's plan of creation was his word. Everybody say his word. Word, that word, word, comes from the Greek word logos, L-O-G-O-S, logos. It means the thought or the intent. In the beginning was the thought, and the thought was with God, and the thought was God. Okay. So his word becomes flesh, the Son of God, the Son of Man, and the Son came to redeem us from our sins. So at the bottom of that chart, you see you have the birth, the crucifixion, and the ascension of Jesus. Now, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the ascension of Jesus, where he took the blood into the holy place, right? Kevin, are they are those football scorers, Kevin? Okay. All right. Somebody had to sit beside Kevin, probably and monitor him. So in the ascension, Jesus takes his blood into the holy place of heaven remember that sprinkles it on the mercy seat you can see that in hebrews chapter 9 and then he has redeemed us what we're dealing with tonight is the la- the right half of this chart from the ascension on up into the new testament what we're going to do is we'll start at the bottom okay that's how your your notes are going to be and we're going to go to the toward the top of the page till we finally get to heaven. So in your notes, we're on page five. We're on page five of your notes. Okay, and also prayer needs. Remember Brother Gary Potter? I think he has COVID. He left a voicemail. I called him the other day and missed him and He left another voicemail for me. Hey, pastor, I was outside feeding the chickens and taking care of the animals. So I think he's doing all right. Uh, But remember him, Brother Art uh, is supposed to get out of the hospital again tomorrow. Okay? He had uh, a procedure done on his bladder and prostate. And remember Brother Frankie? He's on the mend, had an infection in his gallbladder but he's doing better, and Brother Jeff Cage, he had surgery, and Sister Teresa's daughter and granddaughter, Amelia and Trinity, and also Colton, Hunter's friend from the Collinsville Highland somewhere, is, he, is there any update on him, did they, okay, uh, he had a stroke, wasn't it, it was a stroke, 14 years old, Wow. And then also remember sister Susan's mom. She has a doctor's appointment tomorrow. She's kind of lethargic and anemic and all that. So that's tomorrow, right, for her. So remember those needs. Oh, and sister Caitlin, remember her tonight. She didn't gain any weight. She just had two teeth pulled today. That's why her cheeks are all swollen. Okay. So, if you want to encourage her and say, Are you gaining weight? I mean, she'll be excited. I said to her one day, Are you gaining weight? And she's like, I don't know. You think I am? I said, no, I was just kind of teasing you. Oh, but she was all excited about gaining weight. Don't you wish we could transfer some things? Yes. Okay, so page five down in the middle under birth, crucifixion, and ascension, the Father's Spirit was sent to recreate and baptize all who believe and obey the gospel. We're going to John chapter number 3. In verse 3, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Everybody say born again. Born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So here he's talking about the Spirit of the Father coming to recreate, regenerate mankind. John chapter 7, verse 38 and 39 Jesus is here talking. He says, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus says in John 3, water and spirit. If you want to see the kingdom... You've got to be born again. So we're the family of God. How do you get into a family? It's not a trick question. You're born into a family, right? And guess what? You don't get to pick your family. How about that? The Lord does that for us. So you don't get to pick your family. And so when you're at the family reunion and you see all of those people at your family reunion... The Lord puts you there. Okay. So, Johnny, when you see me at the family reunion, how do you feel? I saw that kind of man. Hmm. Is he just, hey, hmm. man, all right. Okay, so you're born into a family. Then he says, he that believes on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the next verse said, but this is the spirit, the Holy Ghost that he's speaking of. The Holy Ghost, God's Spirit coming into our lives and dwelling there. John chapter 14, verse 16. Oh, this is a long one, isn't it? And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. This is Jesus talking. That he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That's an awesome scripture right there. Okay, that's an awesome scripture that proves that Jesus, the Son, is also the Holy Spirit. You might want to underline that. Notice he says here, the world doesn't, can't receive him, the world doesn't see him, the world doesn't know him. But he said, you know him, because for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So at, on the side there, you can put a footnote, he entered into them in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, on the day of Pentecost. Let's continue at verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. And that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, He it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. Now, that's a big mouthful right there. If you love me, you're going to keep his words if you love him. If you don't love him, you're not going to keep his words. Right? So that we got to watch what we're doing here. For the world, uh, and the world which ye, uh, ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things, verse 25, I have spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the comforter, everybody say the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. So the comforter is used to describe the Holy Ghost. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and shall bring things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Now we're still talking about the the Spirit recreating us because, listen, we need recreated. We're, We're pretty pitiful at times. Acts 1 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Holy Ghost. Talking about the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's something about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Never mind. The Holy Ghost. Talking about the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of Jesus living inside of us, okay? Wherefore, they, uh, when they therefore were come together, they said to him, Wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, he's talking about the spiritual kingdom, and they're talking about the political national kingdom of Israel, okay? They're not on the same page here. He said to them, verse 7, For it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But you shall receive power, verse 8, after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Okay, let's turn to page 7. We're going to see where the infusion is here. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say filled. Filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay. So that is the first block on this right side here in the New Testament, and that is the Spirit of God, which was inside the body of Jesus, which is the same Spirit that hovered over the waters in Genesis, right? Is going to come and indwell in the believers. So if you have the Holy Ghost in here, you have the same Spirit that hovered over the waters in Genesis. Way back in the day. Now, that's pretty awesome. So, those of you who have the Holy Ghost, did it make you happier after you got the Holy Ghost? Or sad? More sad? Happier? You're happier with it than without it? Do the days go better with or without it? With it? No, you know, hey, this, this is built on your experience here. It's like we say, you can't get this wrong. Is it easier to cope? Anybody find that? It's a little bit stress reliever. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God living in us. Okay, so that's He is sent to recreate us, to make us less stressful, to make us more kinder. It changes our talk. Oh. I talk a lot better now than I did before. You did really? huh? It's the same? So it's the same before and after. I thought we'd go ahead to get yeah. I got you. I didn't understand your lingo. yes, because I'm an old guy. Just a few more months, and I can order from the Denny's back part of the menu. I'm just thrilled. Huh? Yeah, I know. I know. We were talking about that just what, was yesterday. We were talking about that. Macy decided in her life she wanted to do online high school. Now we began to think that she was an overachiever and just wanted to do online high school and finish early and go to college and whatever else. That really wasn't the motivation. The motivation was that she was embarrassed because her parents were as old as some of the grandparents of her other classmates. It is true? But tell the best one about what's your grandparents... So, Macy's just not. She was embarrassed. Are you still embarrassed? Is it better? Still there. Okay, just depends. All right, let we'll us go on then. So, it helps us, it recreates in us, it puts His nature in us. When you get the Holy Ghost in your life, the Holy Spirit, it puts His nature in us. That's why we talk better. That's why we. We are nicer. That's why our fuse gets longer. You know, anybody experienced that? Your fuse got longer. Your temper is—it's called long suffering. And there is a key word in there: suffering. You still got to suffer. You know. You know, like last night in the election. I want to watch. I want to see these returns. Everybody's asking me questions. Well, what about this? What about that? So first of all, we're going to have to start and do civics again. Do you know civics? Civics. 435 members of Congress in the House of Representatives, based on each state's population. Hallelujah. right? The more populous the state is, the more representatives they have. Then you go over to the Senate. The Senate has two senators per state. That makes up Congress the legislative branch. Then you have the judicial branch, which is made up of the Supreme Court. Nine justices. It could go to 27 this term. Who knows, right? We never got an answer. And you know the whole thing. Has anybody thought about this? How can Trump lose all this when he has all those rallies and there's 60,000 people there? And he gets a bigger portion of the black vote and the the Spanish vote, the Latino vote, and all of this, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, does it? So the Lord is going to help him make sense out of that, I believe. Okay, so let's look at Christ's present ministry. What's his present ministry? The present ministry of Jesus is he's high priest, he's intercessor, mediator, And advocate okay high priest intercessor mediator and advocate these are roles that he plays in our walk with him okay let's let's break that down Hebrews chapter 2 verse 16 through 18 New Living Translation we all know that Jesus Christ came to help the descendants of Abraham not to help the angels Therefore it was necessary for Jesus to be in every respect like us his brothers and sisters so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God he could he then could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people since he himself has gone through suffering and temptation he is able to help us when we are being tempted so that is talking about Jesus being a high priest in our lives he has provided the blood that has brought us to the point of salvation. Romans chapter 8, verse 33. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for us for his own? Will God? No. He is the one who has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ? Will Christ Jesus? No. No. For he is the one who died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting at the place of the highest honor next to God, pleading for ourselves. Okay. First Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. That word mediator comes from this Greek word that says mesites mesites it means a go between or simply an interannunciator, or by implication a reconciler so he brings to us reconciliation we sin and the devil wants to say death the law wants to say death Jesus, as our mediator, comes between us and the devil and says, I'm going to take care of this for you. Anybody ever had to use a mediator in a business deal or a custody deal? That They, they come in and they settle between the two parties or however many parties it is. So Jesus is our mediator. He serves as that as we walk with him. All right, page 8. 1 John. First John, that's way back in the New Testament, close to the book of Revelation. one. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now that word advocate comes from the word paracletus, which means an intercessor, a consoler. He is our consoler. Okay, if we sin, okay, anybody in here sinned since you came into the kingdom? Sure, we all still sin since we came into the kingdom. We're fighting our flesh, our fleshly desires. But if we come in and we sin, he is our consoler, and he helps bring about, the restores the relationship between us and the Lord. That makes sense? Okay, so... This next tab says, so that's his present ministry. The next tab is exciting. He will soon catch away the recreated believers. That's us. This is nice. 1 Corinthians or First Thessalonians, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians four thirteen. And now, brothers and sisters, I want you to know what will happen to the Christians who have died, so you will not be full of sorrow like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus comes, he God will bring back with Jesus all the Christians who have died. I can tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not rise to meet the Lord ahead of those who are gone in their or who are in their graves. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the call of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. First, all the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and remain with him forever. So comfort and encourage each other with these words. So now that is talking about, it doesn't mention the word, but you know what that's talking about? You know what that's talking about? That's very good. Who said that first? Amber did? All right, Amber, you get a pack of Skittles. Okay. That's the rapture. We're talking about the rapture there. Matthew 24, 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. We are his elect. We are the believers, and we are his elect. We are his church. You know what the word church means? Anybody? The church the, main, the name church means called out ones. We are called out ones. comes from the Greek word ekklesia. Ecclesia. Okay, so you're getting a little Greek here tonight too. So tonight we got English. We got some tongues and worship and prayer. Now you're getting a little Greek. What a deal. I mean, you, where else are you going to go and get like trilingual services? On a Wednesday night. I mean, what what a deal. What a deal. We ought to up our offering amount around here, shouldn't we? Okay. Now, remember, he's coming back after the believers, after the called out ones, the church, the ecclesia, the saints of the Most High. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. This is a very important scripture here. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Okay, do you remember just a few moments ago, I said that if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, it is the same spirit that hovered over the waters in Genesis 1, right? Everybody agree? Guess what else? The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead... Is the same spirit that lives in us. It's all the same spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father all, who is above all through all and in you all. Right? Okay. So, if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. That's going to be awesome. I didn't put this down. And it's on the chart, but 1 Corinthians chapter 15 also talks about the resurrection where it says mortal shall put on immortality. This is mortal right now. I'm just a mortal man, right? And corrupt shall put on incorruption. All right, you good with that? Everybody's good? You will be tested on this at a later time without your notes. Okay, the next block. So we've done the indwelling, recreative spirit of God. We've talked about the present ministry of Christ in our walk, advocate, mediator, high priest, yes? We've now talked about that he's going to come catch away the believers, the dead in Christ are going to rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, right? Yes? Yes! Okay. So, next one. He will rule on earth with the saints for a thousand years. He will rule on earth with the saints for a thousand years. Do you know where his glory is going to dwell? What town? Jerusalem. And all the nations, the Bible says, and all the nations shall go to Jerusalem. This is what's called, do you know what this thousand years is called? Huh? Huh? The millennial reign. Who did that? Who said it? Bernie. Good job. Good job, Bernie. You get a pack of Skittles too. All right. I don't know why this is Revelation 5 and 6, because it's just Revelation 6. Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them, the second death holds no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. Okay, that's Revelation 20. That connects with Zechariah 14, verse 9. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. Okay, now I want you to go back up to that verse Revelation 20, verse 6. And I want you to go to the second line of that where it says, but they will be priests of God and of Christ. And I want you to circle that phrase, of God and of Christ. I'm going to give you one more Greek word tonight, okay? And it's free. Now, when, when you read that, it appears... If you just do a little tra- a literal translation, it appears as there's God and then there's Christ. Okay, that word "and" that little word "and" it comes from the Greek word "kai," k a i, kai, and it means even or. But when it was translated. Into English, it translated out as "and." So let's read that as it would be in the Greek. But they will be priests of God, even of Christ. All through this, all especially all through the epistles of Paul. Paul wrote everything from Romans to uh, what's the last one before jude and peter and john first john is it philemon okay so paul wrote everything from romans to philemon which is half the new testament a lot of his writing in his letters you can see you'll see uh blessed be god our father and the lord jesus christ anybody ever read that some of you, you guys read the bible all right, And now remember, I'm quoting to you in King James because that's what I read. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm just stuck on King James. I mean, that's what I've studied all these years. What's funny is if you're ever in a church service and somebody who is, has read different versions of the Bible, if they are used in the gift of interpretation of tongues, sometimes they, they will interpret according to what is in their spirit. So, some people interpret in King James, some people interpret in New Living Translation, some people translate in Southeastern Missouri, you know, kind of hick, just depends, you know. One service, a guy said, yea, the Russians are coming. Yea, verily I say to thee, the Russians are coming. Well, the Russians haven't came yet, but he's preparing us for it. Okay. So blessed be the blessed be God our Father, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you go back to the original, you'll see that word K A I means even or. Okay, that was free again. Next, this is the last one. I'm gonna let you go. 8:21. You're gonna be out of here by 8:30. It's gonna be good. Dairy Queen is closed. Sorry. I know you're gonna have to. Where do you go now? Wendy's? Denny's? ice cream? I guess so. You know, I look at Denny's and I, those, oh man, those milkshakes, especially the cake batter milkshake. You know how many calories is in that cake batter? That's over a thousand. But I tell you, what's hidden in the dark will be revealed in the light. Shows up somehow. Man, it's like a thousand calories. Wow. I guess you could eat salads all day and then have a shake and balance it out. Okay, the last block is he will judge at the great white throne. So we've went from the believer being filled all the way through the rapture, all the way through the ministry of Christ to the rapture, to the millennial reign thousand years of peace and now the last one is the great white throne judgment revelation chapter 20 verse 11 and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose faith the face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no place found for them and I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. All right, let's stop right there. Do you know I used to teach, I used to teach because that's what I was taught, that the books were opened and everyone was judged according to their works. I used to teach that that was the books of the Bible. I'm not too sure now. I think it may be our books of destiny. We're going to be judged according to what our destinies were written. From Psalm 119, 16 through 18. Okay? That could be them. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Now you said death and hell gives them up. What are you talking about here? Death and hell gives them up. How does hell give them up? So, Someone wicked dies. I personally believe, and this is not a doctrinal issue. I don't think you go to heaven or hell if you disagree. But I personally believe that if you're wicked and you die, your, your body, your spirit man goes to hell. And it's held in torment until this time right here at the white throne judgment. The righteous go to Abraham's bosom, paradise. You, ever, you know, I got scripture for all that. We talked about that in, is it Luke chapter 16? I think it was. The parable of Lazarus and the rich man. So now at the white throne judgment, hell is giving up her dead to be judged. And every man is going to be judged. Verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. That is the second death. So hell is going to be destroyed in the lake of fire. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So, if you're not in the Lamb's Book of Life at the white throne judgment, you're going into the lake, the lake of fire, forever and ever and ever. And that is the final death. It's called there. It's all over. And Second Peter chapter two verse nine. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while punishing the wicked. Right up until the, day, until the day of judgment. So the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials. Amen. There it is. That is the mission of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He came to die. Death, burial, resurrection. Right? Ascension. And now he gives us his spirit. To live a complete Godly life. Any questions, comments? Anything you were fascinated about? Yes. That's what I—that's how I interpret it. Okay. So, you've got the wickeder—the wicked, wicked dead—are in hell. The righteous dead, their spirits are in paradise, Abraham's bosom. So when he comes back, when Christ comes back for the rapture of the church, when it says, and he brings the dead with him, I, f- I feel like that means he's bringing the spirits of the righteous dead back to be reunited with their body. And then their mortal body will be changed into an immortal body. Yeah. Does that make sense? That kind of clears. Did anybody anybody else look at that and say, "He's going to bring the dead back"? Did you did you feel Morgan? Did you feel like that was an issue? You did. Are you tired, baby? You don't know. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Any other questions? So yeah. that's what I believe I just feel like when somebody dies you know what Jesus say on the cross to the thief that was not railing against him and blaspheming him today you'll be with me in paradise Abraham's bosom so that's got to be a good place that's where Pete's at oh my Get, you think he's giving them trouble? You ever thought about that? You know, I thought about Pete the other day. We got those, we got this, put that strip of wall down in that chat there, kind of cover up those potholes for winter. One time Pete came in, Pastor, we got to do something about those potholes out there. I know, Pete. I know. And I thought, man, Pete would love this. He would love all this this layer here. I'm so excited. I'm ready to oil and chip about 14 acres. Amen. Glory. That's going to cost a little money. Let's all stand. Okay. So there you go. The mission of Jesus Christ. Take them home with you. Take them take out and frame them up if you want. Put them on your wall. You know? Make good use out of them. Uh, just keep walking with the Lord. So let's remember your fasting days this week. And life groups are coming up Sunday evening. Life group uh, host, I'll give you some questions. that I'm just kinda, It's just going to be kind of a fellowship deal. We just want to get together. Amen. Just want to get together. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for your wonderful presence that we felt in this place. Oh, Lord, just, we just thank you for your presence. God, I'm thankful that I can go to a church and feel your presence and I can respond to your presence. And I just love you, Lord. I just magnify you and glorify you. And I know everyone in here loves you. And everyone here strives every day to do their very best living for you. And I just pray that you would give them power, that you would give them power to overcome sin and evil. I pray that you would give them strength and help them to grow stronger in the spirit each day. Help them to become spiritual powerhouses, men and women of God in this last day. Let them be light and salt. Let the light everywhere they go disperse the darkness. Let the salt, God, of their lives flavor someone else's life. Make somebody else thirsty for the things of God by the way we all live. Keep your hand on us as we travel now and, and touch our brothers and sisters who are sick and those in need tonight. Work your divine plan in all of our will in all of our lives and according to your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys, for coming. Keep praying. Keep the